everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Brawn Body Health and Fitness Podcast. I'm so glad that you're joining us today. Today is our final episode of 2022. I can't believe that we've made it to this point. And this is the start of a very special series, which will be continuing into and throughout 2023. Today, I'm joined by Will Coolidge. And Will, unfortunately, suffered an ACL tear on October 14th. He came to see me in the clinic, and I was able to do an eval on him, and an MRI later confirmed his diagnosis of an ACL tear. From there, Will and I worked together to determine what the best course of action for him would be, and ultimately, he ended up going to Dr. James Drees with MedStar Health, and Dr. Drees performed a ACL reconstruction using a patellar tendon graft. A ALL was also built, and he also performed a lateral meniscus repair for Will on uh, December the 8th of 2022. And Will started his rehab with me on December 9th, less than 24 hours after surgery. Will came into the clinic and we started doing some quad sets, some ankle pumps, some great stuff to get his quad firing and to help make him a little bit more comfortable, control swelling, and reduce his overall uh, discomfort level, I'll say. From there, Will and I have been working together to get him back to where he wants to be, which is a long, slow process. A typical ACL rehab takes somewhere between 9 and 12 months. And that journey is as mentally taxing as it is physically taxing. Will and I have decided to team up and document and share his journey through the podcast and through our social media platforms as a way to motivate and inspire other individuals who might be facing a situation similar to Will's. It's important to know at the end of the day that you are not alone, and it's also important to note that you are not what has happened to you. You are what you choose to become in life, and although something like an injury as significant as an ACL tear can be a setback, it is not the final chapter of your book. Now, during the episode, you'll hear thoughts from Will and some rehab considerations from me from his early day one post-op day all the way up to about two weeks post-operatively. At the time of publishing, we're about three weeks post-op. We also experienced a few surprises along the journey, as you'll hear in the podcast. For example, I mentioned that the MRI confirmed that Will had a ACL tear, but he didn't actually know that he had a lateral meniscus tear until the surgery was being performed. Again, this episode is all about sharing Will's journey and his progress and trying to help motivate and inspire others who may have suffered an ACL injury. If you're looking for more of a deep dive into surgical options and PT considerations, then I highly recommend you go back to our previous episode that was published with Dr. Tim Stone and Dr. James Drees, where we dived into all of those things in detail. And by no means is Will's journey a template for everyone else's ACL journey. None of the insight and advice that we mentioned today is meant to replace sound medical advice or evaluation from a qualified healthcare provider. At the end of the day, everyone's ACL journey is going to look a little bit different. Everyone is a different individual after all. However, at the end of the day, it is important to note that if you have suffered this injury, you are not alone and your rehab process might be long, but it will be worthwhile in the end. I hope you enjoy this episode as we share part one 
of Will's ACL journey. Will, geez, it's been forever since I've seen you. How are we doing? Good, good. Um, so I guess now is day four post-op. Yeah, um, yeah. So kind of rewind for us here real quick. What was day one post-op or day of operation? What was that like? Um, I mean, it was it was actually like not as bad as I thought. I mean, I guess, you know, you always expect the worst kind of thing. Um, but you know, me being optimistic, I was just like, yeah, I'll be fine or whatever. And, uh, I think it was more just frustrating than anything, like rather than like painful, like my pain wasn't that bad, you know, with being on all the medication and whatnot, but, um, but it was more so just like the frustrating aspect of like, gosh, it takes 10 minutes to get in a freaking car. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, so that was probably the worst part of it initially. And I mean, thankfully for you, you had a phenomenal surgeon and a great surgical team, um, which obviously makes things all that much easier there. Um, Did you have any fun anesthesia stories or anything like that? Um, Yeah. So I, uh, I, when I came to like, after the anesthesia wore off and I'm sitting there and the nurse gave me my saltines and my soda and (laughs) I was enjoying that. And then the Christmas song comes on. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I love the song. I start singing a little bit. And then, uh, (laughs) And then the nurse, you know, the nurse comes back over to me and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm singing, you know, I love the song. She's like, oh, no, you've been singing the entire time. <laughs> Every song, you've just been singing them all. <laughs> like, oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't think of a more will thing to do on the anesthesia, actually. <laughs> um, that's that's so funny. Um, so you got done there at the hospital, took your 10 minutes, got back in the car and then rolled on all the way back to Salisbury. and. Mm-hmm. Guessing you probably didn't sleep a whole lot that first night because you kind of had a three, four hour nap midday there from that anesthesia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first night sleep was not ideal. Um, I mean, it, it was just the fact that I just could not get comfortable. Like it was just nearly impossible. Any, any position I tried to get into just could not get comfortable. And, um, you know, I was able to sleep for maybe like two hours and then was up for like an hour and then maybe like another hour and then up again. And, you know, I, I kind of expected it, um, but like you said, you know, I took that nice four-hour nap in the middle of the day, even if I wasn't on, you know, had surgery. Like, if I took a nap in the middle of the day like that, I was not going to sleep much that night anyways. So, yeah, that was hard. But then, you know, the next night it got better, and then every night since, it's, you know, it's a little bit more sleep, and it's definitely, like, easier to get comfortable. I found, you know, ways to, like, get comfortable and stuff. So it's been better every day, which is what you want. All with the brace on, correct? Oh, yeah. Still in those first couple days, so. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It's like, I mean, it's it's infuriating that, you know, I just want to bend my leg a little bit just to get a little comfy. It's just not possible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, we're we're earning the right to progress very slowly. Um, So then I went and saw, we we, uh, saw you 18 hours after the end of your surgery there in the clinic there for day one initial eval post-operatively and what was going through your head at that point I mean were you like nervous were you worried like I literally just had surgery and now less than 24 hours later here we are starting exercises already like what was going through your head at that point honestly I was ready like (laughs) like and and I I think I, I said this in before the surgery like I I just wanted to get it done because I know like you know I'm mentally ready to just start the rehab. I know it's, I mean, I've, I've been around a couple athletes now that have gone through it and, you know, I've heard from them how, you know, the first 
month or whatever is frustrating and all that. And I was like, you know, I'm ready for it. Like, I, I know it's going to be hard, but you know, if it's, if it's not hard, then it's, it's not worth it. And it's not even as rewarding. So, you know, the first day I was like, I'm going to be awful, but it's a process and just trust it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I could tell you were certainly a little, disappointed i would say when you weren't getting the heel pops quite as easily as you were pre-operatively i'll say um Mm. but regardless it's still essential to start getting extension range of motion back start talking about all those things like ankle pumps and elevation and things to prevent swelling uh or reduce swelling i should say and just get that quad firing again because as I'm sure you remember, it was not overly comfortable, but it is essential to start early because the earlier we start, the uh, better or quicker we'll be able to get back to, you know, full function there with the quad and everything. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like I said, it's, it's the process. So you just got to trust it and you just got to be consistent with it. And if you're not consistent with it, then you're not going to get the results that you're looking for. So that's my goal. Yeah, it's better to be imperfectly consistent than perfectly inconsistent at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> there's your quote of the day from me there. Naturally, we got day one going. And then what was the, uh, I'll call it the bloody mess like later on, because if you've never had the pleasure of having a hip or knee surgery, you might expect a little bit of blood and some other fluid to drain out, you know, over the first I'll say 48 hours or so, especially. I've I've never been someone that I've at least thought was concerned about blood, I guess, until it was my own. Um, but when I when it got to the point where, like, it was pretty violently bloody through the three layers of wrap on my knee, that's when I started to get a little concerned. And uh, luckily, I have a really good friend who was able to, like, at least look at it and he was comfortable looking at it. Um, and, you know, we tried to we tried to you know, clean it up. And it just got to the point where it was like, yeah, this is just too much. Like we're going to have to call Dan. (laughs) So, uh, and so then I texted you and the next day you were super eager to like help me out. And, uh, and then we got down to it and yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was pretty bloody. And like, you know, I, I've never seen like something like that. Like I said, like on myself, like that's where it kind of like threw me off. And it's like, you know, how much blood did I just lose? I mean, I, I drank all my water like constantly and I try to do everything I'm supposed to, but at the same time, it's like, that's a lot of blood. You know what I mean? So, but it's, but since then, luckily, I mean, it's calmed down so much, which is calming. I'll just say. <laughs> you mean you don't want another bloody mess at like 10 o'clock at night? I don't want a bloody mess. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. So, um, essentially a lot of times post-operatively when they use the saline, uh, in a knee or a hip like that, it all has to drain out eventually. So, um, that's why in your case, it was very lightly colored and clear and not necessarily what we would normally expect from like a bloody appearance. Like it wasn't overly dark or anything. A lot of it was very watery in nature. Um, however, it did look like you bled quite a bit. Um, so it's it's always interesting to see how people respond to that because regardless of what we do to mentally prepare you of certain things it's one of those things you almost need to be in the moment to experience it i would say Mm -hmm. yep i would definitely agree um and and that also explains why there was so much gauze and stuff covering your knee in the first place right yeah 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 no it was it was wild but it's nice and cleaned up now we'll keep it that way (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And as I always say, I might not do the most aesthetically appealing 
tape jobs or wound cover-ups. However, they are highly functional and they do work. Um, so I'm, I'm more about the function than the uh, aesthetic appearance of it, I would say. I would agree. I think that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so then how was your weekend? Did you have any issues over the weekend or anything like that after after we got you cleaned up there? Mm-hmm. Um, well, no issues. I would. I mean, definitely no issues because, you know, I'm not really doing anything and just kind of sit here. But, you know, keep my heel propped. Icing has definitely like been my best friend. I mean, like I'll I'll do my 30 on 30 off probably like four to five times a day and just, you know, just constantly icing. And that helps a lot. And I've been coming off the medication, which is good because like I said, like the pain's been getting easier. I, I've always thought I've had a pretty good pain tolerance. And, uh, and so like at this point now, I'm just like, eh, ice is all I need. So um, that's kind of where I'm at now with it. So the, every single day it's just gotten a little bit easier, which is, which is good. You know, as we've talked, you know, doing the exercises at home, especially the quad sets. I know you have your own stim unit now, all of that sort of stuff. That's also essential. Um, have you felt like you've been progressing there? Things are getting easier there or where are we at? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, it feels like my, like, you know, I, like I'll constantly be sitting here just like pushing my knee down, trying to get extension, like constantly just like trying to flex my quad ankle pump and, you know, just, just to kind of keep it mobile. Cause when it sits still for so long, it just gets like, that's when it gets achy. You know I mean? That's when I'm like, all right, I need to grab my eyes, you know? So yeah. like just constantly doing the littlest things over and over helps a lot with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And how often would you say you're doing, I think, I think right now we're mostly doing quad sets, heel pops, heel propping, um, some elevation with ankle pumps and icing at home. How often would you say you're doing them? Uh, well, I would say some of them more than others. So like heel propping is pretty much a constant. Um, I'm, I'm doing it right now actually. And so <laughs> with that and with saying that I'm also doing my pumps. So I'm, sit, I'm literally sitting here right now, just pumping it. Um, and I, you know, I'll just do that constantly. Um, the, what were the other ones? I mean, I have, I've only done my stem maybe like once or twice a day. Um, but not as much as I probably could be. Cause it's just there. You might as well. Um, but everything else, you know, like it's just constant, little, constant, little repeat, constant, little repeat. Yep. That's, that's the name of the game right now is low intensity, high frequency. So squeezing the quad and you even sent me a video earlier there where you were in the brace and you were able to straight leg raise your leg up off the table a few inches, um, which is a very exciting thing. And I was even happier that you, left your leg in the brace just in case we got a little extension lag i just want you to still feel comfortable and confident with that when you're doing that at home obviously mm -hmm. yeah no i mean you saw me like when i left the pt and just like couldn't do it <laughs> i i was so frustrated like i was ready to just med ball slam for an hour like oh my gosh <laughs> it was infuriating but but then i you know being that how i am and competitive like the second i got home I was like, all I was thinking about, I was like, I'm going to get this stupid leg off this freaking table and I'm going to do it. And it took some screaming, but I got it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was, there was definitely some screaming, but that's, um, it, it was good screaming in this case. <laughs> I put on my Luffy shirt and I got it done. <laughs> that, that's all. Who is Luffy? A little anime thing. One piece. Shout oh. out One Piece. <laughs> um, for people who, you know, maybe they, 
are just, you know, just tore their ACL and they're going to be experiencing a surgery in their near future, um, that sort of thing. What would you want them to know about the first few days postoperatively? What what should people know about the initial start, I'll say, of, you know, post-surgery and start a rehab there uh, following the ACL procedure? Um, I would definitely say, for, for one, you know, be prepared to get a little frustrated. I mean, some people get more than others, but like it's inevitable that because you're not able to function the way you normally would function. So it's frustrating. And, um, and you know, with that being said, you have to understand that. And then with that, you have to understand to take every little positive that you can, even if it's like I said, just just getting your foot off a couple inches or your your range of motion increasing a couple centimeters like the littlest things are progress because progress is progress and that's all you look for so you know like just take a lot of value in the little progressions because they're going to become a big progression in the end oh 100 percent. i completely agree with you there will is you know early on like it is a lot of table-based stuff it you know quad sets heel pops heel props straight leg raises a lot of time on the little stim unit riding the lightning i mean it's not necessarily the most enjoyable thing um and the first few days anyways you know before you know it things like tkes or you know some flexion range of motion or bike or something like that all of those things get worked in pretty quickly within the first month after we get your quad back get the extension range and normalize gait um, but naturally, you have to be able to do the simple things before you do the really cool, fancy things. And mm -hmm. for some people, it comes quicker than others. Everyone's a little bit different. So where some people might be heel popping, you know, one week post-op, it might take someone else nine days to do it. Um, and mm -hmm. that's not necessarily a bad thing per se. Obviously, the quicker you get it, the better. But everyone's a little bit different. Um, Absolutely. So, and I think that's a frustrating part for a lot of people is, you know, they'll see other people online and they'll see, oh, you know, they just had an ACL surgery or this or that or whatever. And they compare where they are to where this other person was when at the end of the day, you really can't do that. Everyone is going to be slightly different. Everyone's rehab might even look a little bit different too, you know, like just because I'm doing uh, things with you five days a week, not everyone else is doing that. Just because mm -hmm. we're doing 45, 50 minute sessions doesn't mean that everyone else is doing that. So naturally, everyone's progression is going to look a little different and the exact path they get there is going to be a little bit different as well. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Speaking of which, how do you like five days a week of PT? Or, I mean, really, I think I've seen you almost every day since your operation with the exception Except of Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I love it because, it, well, for starters, it gets me out of the house because... I'm sick of this place. And second, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things, like I said, like it's the little day and it's, it's a consistency of it. So, you know, like if I'm going to get in as, I'm going to get in as much as I can, you know, as, as fast as possible, because I want to get us back as soon as I can. I want to get back as healthy as I possibly can. And so if I can do this stuff every single day, multiple times a day, I'm going to do it because I mean, there's no reason to not come back. And when I have the opportunity to, and, you know, if, if I didn't, I feel like I would just be failing myself. So I have to do it, you know? Right. Right. The pickleball court is calling your name after all. Right. I've already got spike ball challenges, pickleball challenges. I will never touch a basketball again, but <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like I said, at this point, the name of the game is low intensity, high frequency, because 
You know, I guarantee you there's some stuff that we could do right now. However, you probably would not like it that much. And, you know, at the end of the day, my question is, why are you doing what you're doing? And again, right now, our main goals are extension range of motion, reduce swelling, and very soon normalize gait. Um, so everything we're going to do is going to address those specific things. I don't want to, you know, dilute your rehab picture with, you know, well, we can do some heel slides. We can do some, you know, soft tissue massage. We can do some like calf stretching. We can do some core stability. Like, I think there gets a point where people get too involved and almost too fancy with things and you experience what i call the law of diminishing returns where the more you can simplify things to what you need in the moment the better off your long-term outcome will be yep no, i agree and it's like it's kind of applicable to like training where it's like you know if i have a new new athlete who can't squat properly why am i going to throw on you know 135 on a bar on their back and have them squat if they can't even do a body weight squat properly, right? You have to build the foundation before you move on and, and be secure with that. I completely agree. I love that comparison. Love that analogy. Well, is there anything else you want people to kind of take away or understand from the uh, first few days of pre-op rehab journey for the ACL procedure there? Um, I would probably just reiterate, just take the little, take the little wins, right? The little wins add up. And they become a big win and you have to just stay positive. I know it's hard, but just do everything that you can in your power to do it. And, uh, and the good things will come. And I'm sure you might have to work through a little bit of discomfort in the process there as well. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, if it's not hard, then it's not <laughs> worth it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Luckily you're built different. Luckily <laughs> <laughs> built different baby. All right. Well, till our next update. All righty. Have a good one. Well, we are now almost two weeks since the big day, mm -hmm. and we've had a follow-up. How did that go, uh, following up with the doctor and, uh, you know, Dr. Treese's team over there at MedStar? Uh, it was good. I mean, it was it was quick and efficient, I felt like. You know, I got in. I didn't have to wait really at all. I did a couple x-rays just to make sure the bone was healing, um, and we got the stitches out. Uh, replaced the bandages. I'm, I was allowed to shower. That was a relief. <laughs> Green flags. You oh, all, right? my gosh. That was the best shower ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, feeling good. Uh, but I guess we did find out about the uh, the added news. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, there was a little bit of a surprise there. Apparently, um, you know, there was this awesome packet of information they gave you. And on there was, while they're in there, they also repaired your lateral meniscus. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad we found out about it when we did. Yeah. yeah. It would have been great if we learned of that, about that day one. But mm -hmm. hey, hindsight's always 2020. You know, we're here and it's not like we really did anything terribly wrong. It's not like mm -hmm. we made you like load up with heavy squats <laughs> or walk without your brace or anything that really would have violated the uh, meniscal precautions, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure that was a little bit of a surprise for you and might have caught you off guard because from what I remember about day one, you didn't realize there was a meniscal repair mm -mm. as well. No, I actually, I didn't get a chance to talk to Dr. Drees after my mom did. And, she, you know, moms don't know anything. So like she probably, he probably told her and she just didn't know. Um, but I, I really hope your mom doesn't listen to this. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, well, it's repaired now and 
you just got to live with it and just move on and change the process a little bit. But what's it like for you mentally now knowing that we have an additional four weeks from tomorrow that we are not going to be walking and we're not going to be bending your knee past 90 degrees? It's it's definitely frustrating. I mean, it's it's one of those things, though, where it's like I already knew it was going to be a process anyways. And so, I mean, yeah, I won't be walking, but, you know, I'll still be able to do other stuff. We can still just crush that quad and hopefully get that strength back because I'm tired of looking at a flabby muscle. You're, you're getting some quad definition back there. Yeah, well, yeah. It's looking good. She, she coming alive. She coming alive. Yeah. And, um, you know, earlier you mentioned uh, another individual who had something similar happen, uh, literally a ACL tear and lateral meniscus repair. I'm very interested to see, you know, seeing that individual where he's at a year out now, where you'll be in a year's time as well. You know, are you in a similar spot? Are you in a better spot? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the bright side is even though the meniscus is certainly a short term setback, it doesn't really make a huge difference long term. Obviously, the first, I would say, two months, there's a few differences and we'll have to work pretty diligently afterwards to get those other factors back in place but you know it's not like we're going to save return to run from month three to four to month seven now because you uh had a meniscal injury as well and that's good to hear (laughs) i know you want to i can't wait to run oh my gosh i cannot wait to run my one friend who tore his acl last year as well we were talking about it the other day and he was like Dude, the day they cleared me to run, he's like, I've never ran so much in my life. He was like, I just kept going. <laughs> I was like, I cannot wait for that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Has there been any other surprises or any other like things that you've experienced that you weren't ready for? Um, I definitely think the uh, the lack of sleep factor has been a big thing where I was figured it would get better. And now we're almost two weeks. And it's like, I think I had probably the worst night of my uh, sleep last night. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I just can't get comfortable. It's just so uncomfortable. And I'll take it off for like a little bit. And then it doesn't, I'll, be, I'll like try to sleep for an hour and then it'll just be awful. Yeah, so it's uh, it's definitely an adjustment trying to sleep with a brace on. Yeah. Um, but fortunately, we're a third of the way through, if not further, through the brace already. That's good. Um, which is a good thing. Yeah. We'd like that. Um. And I would say the one thing you comment about a lot to me, and I know we talked about this ahead of time, but I think it still catches you off guard, is the numbness. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just so weird. Like, like I'll just touch around my knee and I can feel it. And then next thing you know, like I cover, go to one spot and it's just like nothing. It's, it's just it's so weird. It's like it's asleep. But it's cool. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's cool, but it's not. At least it's not like a muscle that's numb. Yes, for real. The quad is working, as we saw today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, probably the most important question, Will, what was on that playlist for your first shower? Oh, definitely some M-dubs, some Morgan Wallen, for sure. Um, And then what else? A little bit of rap. I like that song Creepin' by Metro Boomin. <laughs> I was going to say, knowing you, it was going to be all over the place. It is all over the place, for sure. I don't have a specific genre. <laughs> I like it. And, um, you know, the other thing I've noticed is you haven't been wearing your anime shorts <laughs> lately either. Is there a reason for that? Uh, coincidence. I wore mine last yesterday when there we didn't see you. Yeah, Of course. The one day the one I don't day. see you. I wore them on my first day, like, 
working on upper body. And yeah. that was great because, you know, I had that, had to get that extra motivation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it is okay as long as you're keeping up with your precautions mm-hmm. and being, you know, especially if you have someone to help you and hand you weights and stuff, mm-hmm. like you can actually do a couple upper body exercises as long as we're not violating the precautions, which sounds like you did yeah. yesterday. Oh yeah. No, I'm staying away from it. No legs, just upper. <laughs> Anything that you want people who are listening to know or understand about your ACL journeys thus far, Will? Or thus far is I would say it's exactly what everyone says, and it's that the first month's the hardest. <laughs> that's what I would say. Is it harder physically or mentally? Uh, a bit of both. It's yeah. more. It the mental thing is just frustrating, but the physical thing is just like you just know you, it's going to take time. You know, you just have to accept it because yeah. it, it just doesn't. It's muscles. You know, one day at a time. Back. Yeah, one, one day, day at a time. Better than yesterday. I like it. Huge thank you to everyone who has supported the podcast throughout 2022. This has been an incredible year, and I'm so thankful for everyone who has listened from over 30 different countries. I'm thankful for all the incredible guests that we were able to have on the podcast, and so much insight and knowledge and stories and experience overall was shared this year, and I'm so thankful for that. I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe to the podcast. That way you stay up to date on all the amazing stuff we bring you in 2023. I'd also really appreciate it if you share our podcast with a friend who you think would benefit from hearing the content we put out. And I'd love if you would leave a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you are listening on. Today's episode would also not have been possible without Will's written and verbal consent to share his journey with all of you. So we really appreciate Will, and we really appreciate all the doctors and providers who have helped Will thus far, and I'm excited to continue to help him on his rehab journey 